Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. And we have Carolyn Miller joining us today. Carolyn Miller lives in beautiful Southern Highlands of New South Wales, Australia, with her husband and four children. A longtime lover of romance, Carolyn loves drawing readers into fictional worlds that show the truth of God's grace in our lives. Thanks for being here, Carolyn. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Excited uh, to have you. And like listeners will be like doubly thrilled because we've got double Aussie accents going on today. So that's exciting. Um, <laughs> and we're talking sports romance. So Carolyn, why did sports romance have you shooting up your hands saying, pick me, pick me to come join us? Because I might just happen to write sports romance. <laughs> oh. Actually, how I started writing. Um, you might find this interesting, Valerie. Um, I was watching the closing ceremony of the Vancouver Winter Olympics and saw an Australian girl walking into the stadium holding hands with an American boy. And despite my best Googling, I couldn't find out who they were. And I just, because I was intrigued, it's like, how do you have two elite athletes from different parts of the world with their conflict of time zones, schedules, competition, all that sort of stuff? How can they actually meet, let alone sustain a relationship? So I actually wrote this story. <laughs> did you ever figure out who they were? No, I, I never did. And actually, I don't want to because now they're <laughs> my people. So... <laughs> I'm really excited because that's the story that's going to be releasing next year. And so that actually propelled um, a number of other stories because I may have a thing for ice hockey, which doesn't necessarily make sense as I'm an Australian, but hey, do, do these things need to make sense? No, they don't. And, you know, I was super excited to discover recently that there's um, an NHL Bible study online thing that like the Boston Bruins are involved in so it's a legit thing what I've actually imagined has <laughs> has actually come true <laughs> you have so, a lot of power I know I know I speak it into being <laughs> but it's exciting and I'm really excited to be able to talk um, about the sorts of sports romances that I've enjoyed reading and uh, when I looked at it there's actually quite a few well, well, we'll see as we get into it, how many the rest of us can come up with. So um, we, we brainstorm topics for, for these. And um, I think Valerie was the one who suggested this topic. So I was moaning to her in Facebook Messenger because she was like, sports are not my thing, <laughs> like ever. I'm like, go sports people, do your sports thing. That's just, that's not, I mean, Sports is not my thing. So this was, this was tough. I'm like, now I have to read about sports. Um, <laughs> so Valerie was listing books where there was a hero and it's, it's almost always the guy um, where they had at one point been involved in sports, but like that wasn't what they were doing now. And I was like, is that really sports romance? Because I could read that, like <laughs> actually read about actual sports anymore just like he had his glory days and now he's like a programmer or something but I don't <laughs> think that, that necessarily qualifies as sports romance I feel like sports romance has to have they have to be a professional sportser um that's an official term by the way sportser sportser, sportser for it us sounds like a, it sounds like spritzer 
sports people. We just call every all all y'all are sportsers. So, um, but what do you what do you think? Uh, do do those like football high school football stars? Um, and I'm using football in the American sense of football, not in the soccer sense of football. Although there are high school soccer stars too, so either way it would work. You know, if you had these glory days of sports in your high school years, but now that's not your thing does it still count or not or where where is your what makes it a sports romance so um carolyn let's you write it so let's let's go to you (laughs) i think it's like any trope really if you have one person who is participating in it and i would not necessarily be thinking you know back in the glory days of 1600 years ago but (laughs) actually participating in it to some capacity so whether it's actually you know so my characters in my series actually are active participants in the NHL but if you've got someone who is like a trainer or a coach or something like that then I think that works as well I don't think it needs to necessarily be both people um, because I think you know cowboy romance do we expect the cowboy to get the cowgirl Um, billionaire romance do we expect the guy billionaire to meet the female billionaire (laughs) I think um, there's a lot to be said, though, for when you can actually find a story where the female is the strong person as well. And I think that's the kind of thing that I like to read and that I like to try and write. If you've got to have somebody who meets their, you know, toughness or their grit or their strength or whatever it is, that's what they need from each other. So, um, yeah, somebody actively participating, I think, is important. All right. Narelle, what about you? What do you think? Well, interestingly, the three books I've chosen all have a professional sports person in them, but I think it's also a cultural difference. So I think, I mean, I grew up in Sydney on the Northern Beaches, which was a very sporty place. So everybody played sport. You were related people that played sport at regional or state level. It was, I lived next door to a former professional tennis player that coached for many years in Florida um, as well. Like I was saw a lot of people that were involved in the sporting world were sort of just around as well. I mean, I used to, when I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years, you could not go to church and not have a mention of the AFL results from the day before either by the service leader or in the sermon. And typically it was preached. It was part of a sermon illustration would be AFL. So it's like a religion in Melbourne and other parts of Australia. And so I think Australia is just big on sport, not just one sport, but a lot of sports. So a lot of my books will have some kind of sporting activity in it because that's just a part of life and the way I grew up. I mean, I recently wrote my father's eulogy. He passed at the end of September and I was surprised by how much sport was actually in the eulogy as well. And so he had been very big on sports and that obviously influenced my mindset. I used to play hockey and netball um, on a Saturday for years when I was at high school. So I think that can be a difference. I think if you're from a sort of sporting environment, then you're sort of more honed to look at that. And if you haven't come from a sporting family or a sporting area, then you probably have a different perspective so I'd say for the books I'm looking more professional but there are definitely a lot of stories that have sporting elements and particularly Australian books often will have sport in them okay as well oh is that what we call basketball what you sorry the, is, is netball what we call basketball no, no so different. basketball okay. is different so okay. netball <laughs> is where you can only do a step and a half so if you play netball for too long oh. you need knee reconstructions basically oh. erection knees 
<laughs> Whereas I played field hockey. So when I talk about hockey, I'm talking about field hockey, yeah. not um, ice hockey. Although sure. we do have ice hockey here. We have we have every sport. We just love sport. <laughs> hockey. I assumed field hockey when you said that, yep. but then the netball threw me. I I that's a new one for me. Go sports. Yes. <laughs> And go sportsters. Sportsters. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I guess you uh, let the, the cat out of the bag a little with what I think. Um, because for me, it would be just a little bit broader. Although I think possibly every book that I wrote or have on my list, most of them do have somebody who's currently playing. But um, if you had someone who perhaps sustained an injury and now they're sidelined in coaching or in, in therapy or whatever, that it's still a really um, major focus of their life, even if it's not something they can currently do. But yeah, I mean, if he was just, he or she was, you know, used to be pretty good back in high school, you know, voted most likely to play in whatever league, uh, but never quite made it. Um, then no, he's, he's not really a sportster. I'm going to, I'm going to no, run with that. Beth. I'm just going to run with that. So yeah, it needs to be a really big part of the story, even yeah. if, uh, if he's, he or she is not currently actively involved mm. in playing it. Yeah. See, I agree with that because most, if you were to look at most Aussie blokes most of them have played sport in the past. It's such a big thing in a lot of parts of Australia. So then you would say every every Aussie hero is almost a sports star if you were to really look at what they do in high school, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's so funny where their identity is. And if they find a degree of their identity from their sporting success, well, perhaps that is. But, I mean, if they're just living the dream for, from 20 years ago, well, yeah, no. <laughs> and they need to be in therapy of a different sort. Um, not, not physical therapy, but maybe, maybe some different therapy. Um, so I do feel like in sports romance, so we've touched on this a little bit. It feels like it's most often the guy who's the athlete. Um, Carolyn said she wrote one where they're both, um, and maybe just real quick before, uh, before we jump into books, just yes or no. Do you guys, have you chosen books to talk about where the athlete is not the guy? Anybody? I have such a long list that I do have some without the guy. <laughs> I would just say there's far more men's professional leagues than there are women's professional leagues. Okay. So just, just starting right there. And, yeah. um, and most readers of romance are women. And maybe we just really can't identify with a woman who is such trained so hard, is so focused mm. on, on um, training for a sport, is so fit. I mean, we're like, oh, <laughs> but I need to lose 10 pounds or whatever. And, and so we, maybe it's an identity thing too. Sure. And whereas we look at a buff guy and we're like, oh. And also women actually- earn less money as well. So that's, I think you'll see more men playing sport professionally because you can actually earn a living. A lot of women's sport is very poorly paid or even hardly reimbursed with any money at all. So yeah. I think that's also a factor. Okay. True here too, yeah. We'll see the guy. Do you feel like um, they're also going to be more likely to have an alpha male? Like, is that necessary if they're this big sports guy? 
are they sort of by definition an alpha male? I I go back and forth. Um, like I love the movie The Cutting Edge, which is about figure skaters. Um, but Doug doesn't start out as a figure skater. He starts out as a hockey skater. Um, and only switches to figure skating because he can't get off the ice. He just has to find some way after an injury. So, so he is, he is definitely an alpha male because of the hockey experience. And then he goes, I mean, and honestly, that's part of his journey. Switching into to figure skating is sort of a real blow to his ego at first. So, um, but do you, do you feel like we have to have the, like, could you have a romance feature featuring like Brian Boitano? Like, could, could he be this male, really amazing solo male figure skater? Could he be a romantic lead? Do you think? Cause he sure. doesn't come across as an alpha male. Why not? I think it's, it's more about, um, I mean, cause let's be honest, you're not actually, when you're reading or writing a sports romance, it's not 100% sports. It's actually about the character development. It's about the issues, yeah. all that sort of stuff that that's where the romance really lies. Cause honestly, <laughs> in, the, in the competition, you're not really going to be thinking romantic thoughts. Um, so I think anything like that could be really interesting. And I think, you know, you don't have, I mean, you don't want to have the same sort of character all the time. Um, so I've got six books in my series. I probably would have two maybe three who might be considered alpha male and the others are, you know, not like that at all. And I think that's really good and really interesting for readers to read about as well. Cool. Right, I think it's more a strength of character. So, okay. I mean, if you're, if you're an elite sports person, you're going to have to be very dedicated to sport. So, I mean, I talk about when I played sport, I used to get in trouble because I'd be talking to my friend when um, when during the match and forget the ball was heading my way because I get distracted. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I always had this belief that sport was about having fun, talking to people, just getting out in the fresh air. And whether you won or lost wasn't really a big deal. Whereas I think if you're going to be an elite sports person, you've got to be incredibly dedicated to what yeah. you're doing, incredibly focused. And there's a certain personality traits that go along with that so yeah. if you have the happy-go-lucky Norell as a elite sports person character that's just going to be a massive fail and no one is going to believe it <laughs> that's fair <laughs> unless you're pairing that Norell with a very yeah. focused male who is like wondering like why she can't <laughs> focus mm. you know that would be a story. cool storyline there we go next series <laughs> there you go <laughs> happy, right. happy go for it Valerie, did you have more to add or was did you just sort of agree? Well, I mean, the, the books tend to focus on some of the, the major sports, right? You have football and hockey and maybe baseball. Yeah. Um, but so would it count if he, you know, if they're tennis players or how about like badminton? So we're not hearing you there. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's, an, it's an Olympic sport, but is it, I mean, there maybe there are leagues. I don't know. I mean, I in know. Canada, obviously, we're talking hockey, yeah. um, baseball, or curling. And football, or curling. curling, yeah. But in the U.S., you might add basketball and soccer to the mix of like ones that people would really care about. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it's we tend to focus more on those top three to five because they're more popular and more readers can identify with it. You know, not mm-hmm. as many people probably watch tennis possibly 
interesting because they, they do tend to be more the professional commercial sports yeah. versus the professional Olympic sports because yes. like gymnastics is huge around the Olympics, but then it's sort of, unless you're in the gymnastics world, you know, yes. you don't hear about it. Whereas football, like you could absolutely despise football and you can't escape it. So <laughs> um, true. I, it and does, it's the inescapable sports, I think that seem to get written, written about more. That's funny, but yeah. That's an interesting observation because that's what I actually was talking about with my Winter Olympic athlete. She does short track skating, which Australians don't know about unless it is the Winter Olympics and unless you've got someone like Stephen Bradbury actually standing up and getting a gold medal. <laughs> and so it's really interesting that here in Australia, our focus would be on things like AFL, Australian mm -hmm. football um, and rugby league, etc. cetera. Um, we have four football codes, don't we really? When you include <laughs> soccer and rugby union. So, you know, we take it seriously. <laughs> but it is interesting that it is, I guess, the glamorous, uh, well, the perceived as glamorous yeah. sports. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see what people have to share about their books and what sports they're doing. Segue into our books. Let's, let's do that. Um, so... Who, Carolyn, why don't you start with your first book? Well, Narelle knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, I do. It'll be on my list. Let's see. <laughs> Ta-da! My Stubborn oh, yes. Heart. Okay. Yes. I just love this book. And not just because there's a hockey player, it might have something to do with the fact that there's a redhead involved as well. And, you know, I think there are a few redheads in this world. <laughs> So we need to have more of them in books. So I just love that story. I've loved it since I first read it, what, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I think it's just real and it's authentic about a professional hockey player who um, has retired because of different sorts of issues in his life. And But the, the burn, the yearn is still there and he returns to the sport later. Um, because he's found somebody who encourages him to believe in that again. And I think that sort of speaks to that whole sense of identity. Um, so it's really cool. Well, well, that was on my list, but I knew Carolyn was going to talk about it. This is, that's also my favourite Becky Wade book. Um, and there's another Aussie book I think she's going to talk about later that I won't talk about. Um, but the one I will talk about is the one I recently read an advanced reader copy for, which is um, Caroline Miller's the first book, The Breakup Project. And this is such a fun story. So if you like sports, definitely read it. And if you hate sports, you can probably identify with the main character. So she's a twin. Um, it's, her name's Bree and her um, twin brother Brent is this um, hockey star on the rise so he's like one of the top hockey players for a team in Canada I think and so Bree's living in Toronto and she is a early childhood educator and works at a daycare and she on New Year's Eve she had, makes this resolution that she's not going to date any hockey players or anyone connected to that world because she's sick of being known as as Brent's sister Brent, the hockey star sister. And so she's trying to get away from that identity. But of course, the hero in the book, and his name is Mike, he plays for the Boston team. Is it Bruins, I think? 
Blah, yeah, blah, blah, I'm right? not really supposed to say their names. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's a, Boston, there's a Boston, Boston team, which I can't <laughs> pronounce the name of, all good. And so um, he's in Boston and he has loved her from afar for years and she's just never realised. She just thinks of him as a friend and hasn't realised that he has deeper feelings for her. And so things start to happen and they start to get to know each other better because her brother, Brent, has started dating this um, sort of A-list um model type who's really leading him up the garden path and leading him away from his faith and so she's really concerned about a brother and of course it's another um best friend best friend's brother's romance so that um she's talking to mike about how she's concerned about brent and that sort of brings them closer together so it's a really a friends to more um relationship with this new year's revolution that's sort of a bit of a sticking point but it's a really fun story so definitely read carolyn's series when it comes out and the breakup project releases at the end of december by memory yes yes this is a spoiler alert for readers everywhere if a book opens with a new year's resolution that she will never do this then that's the plot of the book yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. Sorry if I ruined it. My first one is Homestands by Sally Bradley. And it's a baseball one. And Mike Connor plays for Chicago Wind. And uh, we have a uh, secret baby story here. He had been married to Meg. He did not know that um, he had a son who is his fan. <laughs> so uh, it has been a while since I've read this one, but uh, Sally has two. Uh, Kept is also very much into that uh, baseball world in Chicago, not quite as directly though as Homestands, but she definitely has um, a way with characters. And while I don't generally steer towards um, a reunion romance of a divorced couple. It's not the only one that I've ever enjoyed. Uh, it's it's a solid book, so. So my first, I actually like, I went out and found sports romances to read just for this episode. I want like a brownie point or a brownie. I'll take a brownie or a brownie point, either one for that. Um, so The Playboy Patriot by Evangeline Kelly um, is, it was actually really super adorable and I may read the rest of the series, which is all about a football team. So oh, um, that's shocking. Yeah. So Katie uh, is a big fan of Tucker, who's the football player, um, but he uh, comes to the restaurant where she works, but her friends are, she and her friends are there for uh, just a night out. Um, she's not working at the time. And um, one friend is like, oh, there's Tucker. We have to get our pictures. So um, he and he's there with some of his teammates and there's um, this kind of, uh, the one friend is flirting and the other teammate is trying to all these pickup lines and Katie's having nothing to do with it. So then Tucker tries some lines and she's what, like nothing to do with it, pretends like she doesn't even know who he is kind of thing, no interest whatsoever. Um, so it's, it's fun and there's banter and it's flirty. Um, then she ends up, um, and she ends up working for him and staying on the property. Um, and they develop a friendship and she sees that there's more to him than this playboy football star. So, um, it's just really cute. And I really appreciated, 
um, it's got this fabulous faith message, which I was not expecting at all. Um, I mean, I CCR, you expect a faith message of some sort, but I figured with sports romance that it actually would be like football shouldn't be more than God or something. You know, I figured it would be really light, but it's actually a really, really good faith message. And I appreciated the fact that it was there. So I'm going to do one more. Carolyn, you have a second book? Uh, yes. Like I said, I have a whole lot, but I feel like I need to <laughs> ask you well, um, were you going to talk about Meredith's book? I was hoping you were because my list is too long. You're talking about. <laughs> Falling for Maddie Grace. Yes. That, yes. So you don't you mind for it. about that one? Okay. Please take it. <laughs> Falling for Maddie Grace is by Australian author Meredith Resky. And I guess this is one of those sports romances where it's a bit interesting because she's actually the first female referee umpire um, in Australian football. And of course, you know, she has this uh, literal encounter with um, a football player, an Aussie rules player. And I have to say, you know, in all of my preparation of you know researching sports I think AFL players are the best looking just going to put that out there (laughs) sorry hockey players so she has this encounter with him and it just leads to this um, this great romance and I think um, I just enjoyed it because it's refreshing to see a woman in that sort of that sort of role Um, it's refreshing to read Australian based fiction um, of a sports nature because to be honest I don't really understand American football I don't really care about it I'm sorry don't hate me but don't apologize to me Me (laughs) and so I think it was just unique enough and just written in such an accessible way that um it's definitely worth checking out so that's falling Maddie Grace by Meredith Resky nice right Narelle what you got well, I'm just going to detour for a second and say the one spot I have actually seen live in America is I've seen baseball mm-hmm. in the Seattle, can't think of the name of the team playing. Absolutely loved it. So I would, I'd love to get back to America and watch sports live. I think that's the Marlins. Uh, I can't remember now. It's, it's, it was no. back in 2013. But There yes, is a I love Seattle team sport. called the Marlins and I think it's the baseball <laughs> team. I can't remember. But anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm getting distracted. So is it only one more I'm allowed to have? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is so Sorry. hard. All right. So the one, all right, I had I had a choice and I will go with the one that's, so the, the all right, the one I won't talk about is If For Any Reason by Courtney Walsh because he is retired. He's retired. So I'll go to the one who's currently playing and um, that's Kept by Sally Bradley. And this is a really interesting book and it's probably more edgy than most um, contemporary Christian romance. And there is some offstage bedroom scenes and things like that. So if that's something you're not interested in, do not read this book. Um, <laughs> but Miss Scar is a she's a kept woman, so she's an editor of romance books, and she lives in this luxury um, apartment or penthouse or something in Chicago in the ritzy part near where the park is. Well, I can't remember the name of it. And she's actually her lifestyle is funded by her married baseball player player boyfriend so she's having this adulterous relationship with this man that's keeping her and it was a really well-written story it's effectively a love triangle because it's a neighbor who is the other who she meets who's a Christian and it's got a lot of very deep faith elements and it also looks at the whole issue of adultery I think in a very powerful way and to me, it appeals to me because I think power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think that people who have a lot of money and those 
sporting profiles. They can use that to do a lot of really good things, but they can also be very morally bankrupt in the way they behave and have a lot of a lack of integrity. And -hmm. I think kept really explores how if you're if you're a superstar baseball player that everybody loves and adores, how you can do whatever you want in your personal life and get away with it. So I it's it's a I recommend reading that story if you want to read something that's different, something that's got depth and really explore some pretty big issues. Yeah, such a good one. Kept is a good one. Yeah. Valerie, what's your next one? My next one is, interestingly enough, also baseball. I don't watch baseball. Like, of (laughs) all the major sports. Anyway, uh, Covering Home by Heidi McCahon. And um, on assignment in Japan, television personality turned sportscaster Bryn Bowen is determined to land an interview with Caleb Scott, the most reclusive pitcher in baseball, and prove that she can succeed in a demanding um, job of sportscasting. So she is like, she is that horrible paparazzi person who just won't get out of his face. And uh, he really does not want a reporter in his face or anywhere else <laughs> nearby. So um, it, again, it's it's not a newer story, but I remember it as soon as we started talking sports romance, I'm like, oh, where, what was that one that Heidi wrote? Because I remember really liking it. So I looked it back up and skimmed through bits of it again. I'm like, yeah, I probably could reread this one and enjoy it. And then there's the whole Japan thing too, right? I mean, they don't, the whole yeah. book doesn't take place there, yeah. but it but it starts out in a place. Again, here we are, we can do some traveling virtually in Mm -hmm. these days when really we're not going anywhere (laughs) sad (laughs) all right so heidi has a sports background actually i think she's got a sports back yeah i've met heidi in person and i think she's worked um with professional sports people she's had that type of background so you'll see sporting themes that will come through her books yeah cool so I, the next one was Defending My Heart by Lorena Hoops. Um, and this is Emmett was drafted for football right out of high school. And he left his high school girlfriend sort of behind and they were going to do the long distance thing, but he got in with the team and it was, you know, sort of the bros before the rhyme, the rhyming word um, in, in their team dynamics. So he just kind of just ghosted her. And it turns out that they had had a goodbye that had gone too far. So we've got a secret baby going on. Um, And there is a, the team, he becomes a Christian and his team now, some of the players have a little Bible study that's going on and they make sort of this pact slash dare kind of thing at over this break before they have a big game at after Christmas or right before Christmas um, to, to make amends with someone to whom they owe an apology and seek forgiveness. So he goes back home, um, intending to make amends with her. He doesn't know about this child that he has, but he knows that he treated her badly. Um, and so it sparks off, you know, a second chance for them. Um, she's fairly unwilling to, to partake in the second chance, um, but he wins her over in the end. So how old um, is the child at this time? Um he is about seven. Okay. So it's seven. been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been some time. And she has been married and her husband has died. Her 
the man married her. They were friends when she found out she was pregnant. He married her to sort of help her not have to do it alone. Um, but then he was killed. So they're struggling fairly hard at this point when he comes back. So um, it's, it's cute. It's, um, it's another one where there was, and this is just obviously a problem with my own bias, but there was more <laughs> spiritual content than I expected to find. And I, I guess it's just because when I think of professional sports, spiritual content is not high on where my brain goes, um, generally speaking. So um, we probably don't have time to go another round. Sorry. Because <laughs> um, I even have a couple extras on my list. Saved I have two more. Time. So um, maybe what you guys could do is if you want to email or message me your other that we didn't get to, I can still put them in the notes as books if you're into sports romance to look for. So I'm still intrigued by your, I don't think they have a high spiritual content. Like Carolyn's books are, are very strongly Christian as her, her Regency books. So I, I, um, no, and I, I don't have that association. It's interesting. No. It's more just because in real life, not fiction, generally speaking, professional sports players, there are some standout Christian professional sports players. Mm -hmm. There are more who are baby daddies or out there throwing, you know, crashing cars because they're high or you know, mis misbehaving <laughs> in <Yeah>. big <laughs> sinful ways. Um, I don't associate like Christian living with the majority of people who seek a career in professional sports. I think that it's probably an area where it's very hard um, to, to do both. You look at Tim Tebow, who basically got fired because he wanted to keep living as a Christian and yeah. still play sports. So that, that was what I meant. Not that the books, but just because of my feelings on sports in general. Well, speaking it, of crashing yeah. cars, my daughter, I'll never forget you <laughs> texting me one day. She said, um, oh, I've just walked past the, I can't remember if it was a Porsche or a Lamborghini, some, a crash car of a very well-known Australian tennis player that was not far from where we live. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, this particular person had crashed their car. Yeah. So that actually does happen in real life, just to put it out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find that interesting though, Beth, in that I think that there are a lot of small town I don't know, Valerie, in Canada, I would think a lot of hockey players, particularly, say, West, more West-based, would have, generalising here, small-town values, Christian sort of, you know, good family sorts of things. I would think there would be a degree of that who might not be the outspoken sort of Christians, but it, their faith is there and their family values, et cetera, et cetera, are there. So... I think you would find that in America as well with different football things as well, particularly. But for sure, the whole corruption of fame, money, girls, whatever it might be, gosh, that can create some nice tension. Fictional <laughs> tension. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think that Canada is um, as Christian a country as we would like to think it is. And while the small town values could certainly be there, that would not necessarily at all include um, going to church or having a faith relationship in yeah. many, many cases. And I would honestly be surprised at this in today's world, 
I don't even think like American professionals, like American football, NFL, um, you're very likely to be ridiculed out of your job if if that is something that you want to maintain. It, it does not, our culture has become very not interested in what you have to say if it revolves around Jesus at all. So. Interesting, because I feel like maybe it's just my research and I mean like <laughs> research not just yeah. <laughs> but you know I've been looking at chaplains I've been looking at a number of those sorts of connections where you do have Christian professional athletes not just with hockey but you know football as well like Australian football type thing and it's really interesting to see there are those sorts of things out there um, obviously not as much as what we would like so yeah it's an interesting sort of balance between you know reality and fiction yeah yeah. Or it's the underground Christian movement that people aren't talking yeah. about so they don't get smashed for it in the media. And that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that probably very much does happen is that people keep their faith close um, and, and try to just avoid appearing yeah. horribly not. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. Oh, um, now we're, now we're over, but that's okay. Cause this has been a really joining us today tell everyone where they can find you and your books well um my books can be found well my new hockey series comes out at the end of the year um but if you want to find me at uh, carolynmillerauthor.com you can find out a lot about my books um and it's i've got lots of pictures of some of my travels because i've actually been to four of the six original six cities so it's been really kind of fun to actually have you know my version of things that just might make it into the stories there so I'm also on Facebook Instagram etc for joining us at story chats we would love to know your thoughts about sports romance um let us know leave a comment on the YouTube channel or on the story chats Facebook page and um, you can find all the information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you are watching on YouTube, be sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, make sure you fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>